Hi, I'm Stephen and I present the Simple English News Daily podcast. Monday to Friday, me and my co-host tell the most important stories in the world in seven minutes. Start your day by listening to world news in simple, clear language. Search in your podcast app for Simple English News Daily. Hi there, this is Harry and welcome back to another podcast where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the use of English. So we can help you with that, we can help you to improve your vocabulary, the use of expressions, phrasal verbs, small talk, all those aspects. So if you enjoy this and uh, you want to share it with a colleague or a friend, well, by all means, give them the details and I will give you my contact details at the end of this particular podcast. So if you want to contact me, you feel free to do so. So, what are we going to talk about? Well, in this podcast, we're going to talk about communication, and in particular, we're going to talk about vocabulary about communicating. Vocabulary about communicating. Okay, so communication can be many things. It can be verbal or it can be non-verbal. So, some of the uh, expressions we're going to use now are going to be a mix between the verbal and the non-verbal. So, vocabulary about communicating. I'll give them to you one by one and then we'll go through them and try and explain them and give you some examples. So, here they are. To make eye contact. To come into contact with. And then next, to gossip as the verb or just gossip as a noun. To butt in. And that's butt, B-U-T-T, two T's. To overhear. To have a row. To witter on, again, has two T's, W-I-T-T-E-R. To grumble, to bicker, and then finally to chat up. Okay, so let's go through them one by one and give you some examples. First, to make eye contact. Well, as I said, some ways of communicating are verbal and others are non-verbal. So to make eye contact is a, a non-verbal way of communicating. So we can, with our eyes, tell somebody exactly what we want. Okay, So we can indicate with our eyes looking left, looking right, or if we raise our eyes up to heaven and uh, you know we are telling somebody perhaps that we don't believe what we're hearing or we're a little bit shocked when we open our eyes wide. Okay, So to make eye contact with somebody is to try and communicate with them without using words okay so perhaps you see somebody at the other side of the room and you want to indicate to them that uh, you want to talk to them so without shouting you look at them and with your eyes indicate with a maybe a movement of your head that you want to leave the room and go to talk talk with them privately yeah or gesture to them somewhere with their eyes that they will know that they you want them to come over to you okay so making eye contact with somebody is a non-verbal way of contacting them communicating in in a way that tells them there's something urgent you want to talk about something you're surprised about or something you want them to do okay so to make eye contact with Next, to come into contact with. So when we come into contact with somebody, we do it either meeting them face-to-face -face in the 
reception area, in an elevator, in the street, in a coffee house, wherever it might be, we come into contact with people every day of our lives, okay? Now, we can come into contact with other things, not just people. We can come into contact with, unfortunately, the virus, yeah? So we uh, have to be very careful now, washing hands, wearing face masks, being very, very careful where we go, what we touch, and who we meet so that we avoid coming into contact with the source of the, the virus. Or you could just simply meet your friends in the coffee shop and you say, oh, you'll never guess who I met uh, last week. And you tell them you met somebody from um, your old college days. And they say, really? Yeah, we haven't seen him for ages. How did you come into contact with him? And then you explain, ah, oh, well, actually, I was just happened to be on a, a business trip or we were staying in the same hotel or I saw him across the the room of the restaurant and I had to look twice because I hadn't seen him for a while so you explain how exactly you came into contact with him or her okay now the doctor may ask you when he's examining you say yeah you've got a bit of a an infection here I'm not sure how you came into contact with that tell me where you've been and so you might explain that you visited a gym or you were in a pool and you weren't wearing any protective flip-flops or something on your feet so that might have been the source of how you came into contact with that particular infection okay so to come into contact with somebody to come into contact with something depends on where you met the person how you met them what you did and uh, what what was your particular experience so to come into contact with okay next we have the verb to gossip and we have the word gossip as a noun okay so to gossip means to talk to other people about something that you've heard uh, maybe relating to some other person who's not with you at the time or some business aspect or something generally that will be of interest to your the people that you're talking to okay so wait till i tell you come here till i tell you wait till i tell you what i heard so you you gossip over the coffee over the beer over lunch and gossip as a noun is just what what gossip have you got so your friends see that you're really really excited and you really want to talk to them and say okay come on what's the gossip okay so what's the story what's the information you have or they heard something on the grapevine about two uh, friends who are now in a relationship and say come on you know them well what's the gossip well, what they're doing who met who first, who asked who out first. So you you then tell them what you know. So that's the gossip and using it as a noun. And to gossip is the action of speaking or talking. Okay, next to butt in. When we butt in, we interrupt. Okay, so we can use it in a couple of ways. We can say to somebody, do you mind if I butt in here? So you ask politely, you you have some contribution you want to make, something you want to add to the conversation, or just something you want to say. Do you mind if I butt in? It might simply be that you want to join a couple of people at a table for, for lunch and say, can I butt in here and um, sit down if you're not talking about something private? Yeah, sure, pull up a seat. Okay, so you butt in very carefully and very considerately and uh, very politely. Okay, but we can also use it in the context where your interruption is not really required or is not welcomed. So somebody might say, 
please don't butt in. So they're having a conversation and you're trying to say something and the other person says, look, I don't need your help. Please don't butt in. So they get quite annoyed. Or parents might be having a discussion, mother and father, and the children are trying to ask, what's for dinner? Where are we going? When are you going to collect me? Look, would Please don't butt in. I'm trying to have a conversation with your mother. So the father or mother gets annoyed. Okay, so to butt in is to politely interrupt or in some way interrupt when it is not required or not wanted to butt in. And the Americans have another expression, which is to butt out. So when they don't want you to be there or they don't want you as part of the conversation they say look just butt out meaning go away and leave us alone so to butt in and to butt out to overhear well when we overhear something we are sitting in a cafe in a restaurant we are not intending on listening to a conversation that's taking place behind us but something happens some words you recognize or a name you recognize comes to your attention and immediately your ears prick up like a dog yeah you're sitting there and then you hear the mention of a name a company name or a friend or a colleague and immediately your radar comes to your attention and you overhear perhaps something you shouldn't overhear but you certainly will overhear something that will be of interest and you'd like to share with other people so it's not a deliberate act, but either the people behind you or beside you don't know that you are connected or they don't know that their voices are carrying and that they're speaking perhaps a little more loudly than they should and you overhear the conversation. So you rush back to the office and you say to your friends, you'll never guess what I overheard when I was having lunch, blah, 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 blah. Or you tell your partner when you go home, oh, I overheard something really quite strange when I was sitting in the cafe waiting for Michael to join me. And then you tell your partner, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so to overhear means to something comes to your attention that perhaps you shouldn't have heard or other people didn't want you to hear or you weren't trying to listen to, but you just heard it because the voices were a little louder than they should be to overhear. To have a row, well, when we have a row with somebody, we have a deep argument, yeah? So some shouting, some screaming, some raised voices. So it is a very strong way of communicating, not the best way of communicating, of course, because, you know, if, some, if we're having a row, one person isn't listening to the other, one person wants to talk over the other or shout over the other. So, you know, the noise just gets louder and louder. I'm not so sure whether anything is achieved in the end okay so it is a verbal way of communicating but they can be with a lot of screaming shouting and words used that perhaps might be better left for some other occasion so to have a row means you're you've got a something on your mind and you really can't go to sleep without having it out with somebody or you can't leave the office that day without talking to somebody about it or indeed something has been said by one of your friends and you you don't really like it and you you want to confront them about it so what happens you have a row for example you go into a restaurant you've booked or you thought you've booked 
a table and when you go to the reception they tell you sorry sir we don't have your name here for any reservation and the restaurant is fully booked all the tables are occupied so you have a row and tell them that this is not what you expect from a restaurant of uh, this standing and you you know you're called and if they want you you can show them the record on your mobile phone etc etc so words are exchanged and you walk out saying, I'm never going to come back to this place. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to have a row. Next, to witter on. This is quite a, an old-fashioned word. You don't hear it so much. Um, but when somebody witters on, it just means they go on and on and on. And they, they seem as if they're never going to stop. And people have lost interest. They don't even know what the, the person is talking about. It's just boring, boring, boring. So... An old professor in the university can witter on. An old relative sitting in the corner of the room starts reminiscing about the old times and they witter on and really everybody's heard the story 100 times and, you know, say, oh, yeah, 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 making polite gestures when you know the story because (laughs) it has been repeated time and time again. So they witter on and often we just let them witter on oh don't mind your aunt mary she witters on you know the way she goes once she's had a glass of wine well there's no stopping her the old stories come out time and time again to witter on to grumble well when we grumble we are annoyed about something we are angry about something we don't shout and we don't cause a scene but we mutter under our breath no oh this is terrible i don't know what the world is coming to oh you know you can't get good service these days oh you know this new technology blah 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 so we grumble we moan and we groan and we moan and we groan a bit more so we grumble so to grumble means like the the big uh ogre in some of these uh fairy tales they grumble yeah That's the noise of somebody grumbling. To bicker. Bicker is what children do, yes? My parents and my mother in particular used to tell my brother and I, stop bickering. So it wouldn't be a full-on fight or an argument with, that's mine, no, that's mine, I got it first, no, I did, I saw it first, no, I did, I want this, I want that. That's bickering, okay? And when children bicker can get quite annoying because their voices get a little louder and somebody hits somebody and somebody cries and somebody shouts and yeah it ends up in a a full-blown fight eventually so the parents try to step in and say look would you two please stop bickering yeah sit back relax we're going to be there in an hour so they're bickering in the back of the car yeah and uh that's my space. No, that's my space. I always sit here. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to bicker and fight. Bicker and fight. Okay, and then the last one, to chat up. Well, this is a nice way of uh, communicating. It's a verbal communication. And when somebody chats up somebody, they are interested in them physically. Yeah, they are attracted to them. So they are trying to find a way in which they can start a conversation. So, you know, they say, oh, Hi. I haven't seen you here before, yeah? Or, oh, do you come here often? The old, old chat-up lines, yeah? Okay? Or a friend might 
just nudge you with his elbow and say, oh, that girl looks uh, quite attractive. Why don't you go and chat her up? And you say, oh, I saw you chatting her up in the restaurant the other day. So, you know, this is a way that we um, find of starting conversations or getting to nobody or getting to know somebody, I should say. Sorry, getting to know somebody. Okay. Um, Or you might come home and say, oh, you never guess what happened to me. Somebody started chatting me up when I was sitting in the bar. I was minding my own business and they sat down beside me and, you know, um, they started uh, asking me this and asking me that. So it it felt good after all these years for somebody to come and chat me up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a way, a verbal way of communicating to get to know somebody in a slightly more intimate way than just asking straightforward questions or directions. Okay, so these are all expressions and ways of communicating with vocabulary. Okay, so all the vocabulary about communicating. Let me give them to you one more time. To make eye contact with somebody, to come into contact with something or somebody, to gossip as a verb, to gossip about, or just the noun gossip. What's the gossip? To butt in, meaning to interrupt, to overhear something accidentally with, without, with no purpose intended, to have a row or an argument with somebody, and it's pronounced row but spelled R-O-W like row, but pronounced row, to have a row. To witter on, to just to talk and talk without any real sense or purpose. To grumble, sort of mutter under your breath, yeah, to grumble. To bicker, yeah, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. To bicker. Mm-hmm. And then finally to chat up. Mm, how are you? Do you come here often? To chat up. That's a terrible chat up line, but I wouldn't recommend that you use it, but it's a good example of it. Okay, so vocabulary about communicating. Well, hopefully you've enjoyed that particular podcast. Not particularly the chat-up line, but that particular podcast. And if you want to contact me, well, of course, you can do so on www.englishlessonviaskype.com. Very, very happy to hear from you. And if you or any of your colleagues or friends or family would like one-to-one lessons, well, why don't you give me a call, drop me an email, and we can try and figure out something for you. I have lots of teachers working with me that would be only too happy to help. As always, I appreciate you joining me. Join me again soon.